1: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC. Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Kramer David Faber's on assignment. Future's going to bounce here on some vague headlines about potential de-escalation in Ukraine. Got some M&A and uh, semis, but the macro data, not good. PPI runs hot, even as empire misses. Our roadmap begins with Ukraine. Russia pulling back some troops from the border as oil declines this morning. Those wholesale prices up 9.7 over the last year, above expectations. And Intel buying tower semi as global chip sales top half a trillion dollars for the first time. We're going to begin, though, with the pre-Marker rally. Got quite a bounce on some of those headlines about Ukraine.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, when you go from having it's going to be imminent on Wednesday to being that it turns out that it might have been uh, the Russians may have just been doing maneuvers, which I don't believe. I mean, I think that they're right on the border. Then people just say, holy cow, I could be really caught here. I, I may be short this and nothing happens. Or maybe in the new course that I keep hearing is the Finlandization. That's the course that people are most fearful of, which is that uh, in the Cold War beginning in 1948, Finland just said, all right, listen, we, we'll pick on a leader who who Stalin controls. And, and so the idea is, is maybe that's what uh, what could be negotiated. I mean, don't forget, it was a little weird that, uh, that Olaf Scholz is... is there with Putin, and we're saying that they're going to invade. But I would point out that Chamberlain met with Hitler in Munich in September 29, and Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia September 30. Now, you're never supposed to invoke Hitler on these shows. and anyway, Never invoke Hitler. Right. But we begin to recognize a pattern of dictators doing things, and we recognize that it's entirely possible that Putin could strike after, particularly because of the Olympics. But this does put the a worry into the shorts that they haven't had in a long time, which is that there could be a uh, a leader put in, in in Ukraine who
1: is... Puppet government, essentially. Yeah. Yep. And then that's the end. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, The Wire is saying that Japan, speaking of the Olympics, is asking for a more robust response because they know that China is watching this pattern vis-a-vis uh, Taiwan.
2: Well, it is clear that I think that She has given Putin the go-ahead and says, listen, you know, whatever you want, I will back you. And it seems the same about Taiwan, as a quid pro quo. But uh, I know that when Trump came in, he said basically, listen, I'm going to bomb Beijing if you do this. That's actually what apparently he said. Uh, And everyone's testing Biden. Uh, It just seems to be what these dictators are doing. But we, we have a strong commitment to Taiwan. That's going to be very hard to undo. It's not going to be undone.
1: Yeah, uh, We've already uh, extended some loan guarantees to Ukraine uh, to keep them from getting economically uh, hammered and all of this. Is the, So why is the market so all of a sudden, in a sense, all of a sudden centered around this one issue? I mean, it is
2: incredible, but I think in a lot of it's inflation because uh, Russia can cut us off. Hey, by the way, we exported more liquefied natural gas to Europe than than Russia.
1: It's a great piece in the journal this well, morning, Daniel Yergin.
2: Just an absolute great piece. But I would point out that, uh, you know, we're on a market, we're in a market where uh, everything is Fed and Putin, Fed and, you know, Pal Putin, Pal Putin, uh, and everyone's taking action on everything. And it may be much ado about nothing, in the sense that we all know that Russia wants Ukraine, but we doubt that there's going to be uh, we doubt there's going to be tanks rolling into Kiev, even though our government's saying get out of Kiev. And I, I'm going to propose something. It's my friend Larry Williams, who's a great technician and historian. He actually says, you know, when you see a number, I'm going to talk about this at our 10:20 20 uh, morning meeting. When you see a number this high, inflation, you have to be thinking peak. It, this is not a sustainable rate of inflation. It's just too high. So if you saw peak inflation, Russians pull back, you've got Bullard saying that it's going to be 1%. So suddenly you have a lot of bad news baked in mm. and uh, no good news baked in. And maybe that was part of the reversal yesterday, It was a really ferocious reversal.
1: Yeah. There was some chatter uh, going into the, this morning's PPI that because of CPI last week, this was a little bit de-risked. But 9-7 uh, and a 1% uh, month-on-month, we were looking for half prior two-tenths, right? I mean, that's not I good. I
2: know. And people are going to start saying that Jay Powell, you really got to – even his supporters – are going to say you have to question his stance. Why is, he, you know, why is there a bond-buying program? Why aren't they acting right now? Why aren't they ta- calling an emergency meeting? And I think Jay Powell has always said, look, we, ha- we can do it when we have to do it. I think he looks at this number and has to be thinking, I don't think this number is sustainable, 9% year-over-year. Year. Uh, that we know that when Omicron, anywhere Omicron subsides, there are more jobs, and there are more people taking the jobs, OK? that he may be making an Omicron bet. At all times, what J. Powell is saying is, I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening to people who said, I, I, you're behind the curve, because those are people who would have taken rates up to 4 or 5%. I love Stan Drucker-Miller. I, I do. He's a great guy. But I was with one of these conferences, you know, where, uh, where we were delivering alpha. Yeah. And he delivered, I don't know, 4% short-term rates, and that was wrong. And Stan's brilliant. So I think Jay Powell is saying, you know what? I'm going to just let things play out a little more, and for that he loses credibility every day. But if we see a peak, let's say, let's say the next number is 8.5, which would still be horrendous. Right. Well, I mean,
1: people are going to say, I guess that was it for well, inflation. A lot of it's going to depend on wallet shift, which kind of reminds us this morning of Marriott, great quarter, uh, decent guide, even as we got downgrades of. Of goods, Weber and uh, and Gap. This yeah, morning. Weber had
2: a bad number. and Gap was really interesting because a lot of that is uh, Old Navy, and Old Navy is for people who aren't that wealthy uh, and worried about a discontinuance of, of the uh, subsistence. Marriott was very interesting because uh, they started. They're starting to have more group travel. I mean, there's this Marriott, this Marriott report, which is substantially better than expected, dollar thirty versus ninety nine cents. Makes you feel like even travel's coming back. Uh, Now, the Bears are going to say, uh-oh, even Travel's coming back. Guys like me are saying, hey, Maybe there's a return to normalcy. Return to normalcy means a lot of different things, including people coming back to work. Yes. Now it's entirely possible you could say, "No, you see, they're taking vacations; they're just not working." <laughs> but that money does run. I mean, you know, suddenly the country did not—everybody did not become truck miller. It's now, funny, Stan, Stan. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> about, I, it, nobody, not everybody's temper. Yes. How's that? Yeah. Not everybody's buying. You're saying, "Listen, you know what? I want to buy the Nets.
1: They are awful." <laughs> Uh, The journal piece, to your point, is all about people getting back to travel, maybe not necessarily to the office as much. Uh, Castle, which monitors those card swipes when you go into work. Ten major cities. you got about 33% of people now going back on average. Of course, in January, it was 23. So that's some directional improvement. But some of the companies that are reporting
2: are describing to you how that sudden move has so distorted everything. Uh, Distorted where you buy soda distorted where you buy fast food, distorted where you buy a cup of coffee, to the point where, I mean, everyone was caught. Like, if you're Kevin Johnson, Starbucks, like, it, all these suburban Starbucks where people aren't showing, and yet that's where people live. So, I mean, constantly, and then next thing you know, people are unionized. unionized. Right. Now, remember, he's got a lot of unionized stores already that are franchised. But people were caught unawares about this thing. And they kept thinking that people would come back because – I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, there was like every day the people were saying, if the bank's sticker, you're going to come back. Yeah. But these people who are 40 to 20, who had uh, relatives they didn't want to give uh, COVID to or didn't want to get COVID themselves, they just said, you know, make me, make me. And what's incredible is because it's such a <clears throat> hard thing to get p- people to work, the it shifted. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of guys who in the make me camp, and I'm like, uh, I, look, I, I kill you if you, you work. I mean, like, find a way. I come to your house. I say, you're coming to work. And your whole relative, everybody's, in, you know, everything's up in the air. <laughs> now it's like, you know, I got a guy literally I was with because I was on vacation. I said, well, what are you doing down here? He goes, they tried to make me come back to work.
1: Uh, not in this labor cycle. Yeah. Maybe the next one, yeah. but not and, this one.
2: And he said to me, he says, why do you have to be there? I said, well, I have a job. You know. But he goes, no, come on. You just tell them. You tell them you've had it. Isn't you know, like I like getting paid? Yeah. I think it's good. And
1: some of us like coming in, right? I, I do. I like teamwork. Yeah. Yes. I like
2: it. I'm not like in the NBA where people say, you know what? Eh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm going to mail it in. You can't just do that. There's a whole country mailing it in. I've got to tell you, when they're going out to eat, they're going to the movies and not going to work because of COVID. I mean, if you're Jamie Dimon, who was cursed out yesterday by Michael, by Mayo, for just because saying you're not spending any money. Or Brian Moynihan, who is spending money. You gotta wonder, I mean, what's the end game here? Yeah. I mean, did we just change to where suddenly our word means nothing to our employees? I mean,
1: I worked at Goldman Sachs and they said, listen, you're working six days a week. And we should point out, uh, restaurant workers, hospital workers, they've been going in every day since this whole thing began. It's, not, it's really about office work, which is, which is highly specific in this economy. I mean, the, the hospital workers, I mean, their lives are, I mean, who,
2: like,
1: you know, who wants to be a
2: doctor? Yep. Who wants to be a nurse? There's such a nurse shortage. And I just want to go down to Johns Hopkins. Their nursing school is terrific. And just get a sense of who's still willing to go in. I mean, this is combat.
1: Yep, we owe them. Uh, by the way, uh, the mobility part of that might have an impact on oil. Crude oil is pulling back this morning from that seven-year high in reaction to the Ukraine headlines. Meantime, Goldman's Jeff Curry has a note out on commodities and geopolitics. He says, quote, we think that the ongoing energy crisis and above target U.S. inflation means that any disruption. To commodity flows from Russia can lead us to greater can, uh, can lead to greater concern of an overshoot and a subsequent hard landing. He's been looking for the price that truly destroys demand.
2: Yes, I mean yesterday we saw Brian Salt, you know, you know the morning show, uh, and I was trying to work out. I had to stop because he basically is calling for there's only one asset that works, which are commodities. Now, if that's the case, you know how bad that would be for stocks. I mean, other than Alcoa, which is again Everyone's raised numbers every day. But I come back and I say, well, wait a second. What happened, in fact, the oil stocks yesterday? We were at the height of when we had tension. Uh, Putin on the border. uh, We got battalions everywhere. It's going to happen on Wednesday. And and the oil stocks just cratered yesterday. And the top five decliners in the S&P were all oil companies. So what do you think about that? Now, the biggest one was a company called Kotara, which is the old Simrex, Mr. Jordan, fantastic capital oil guest. That's the most Oil, that's the most natural gassy of the big independent oils. And that was down the most. I thought they needed our natural gas. Mm. I mean, again, I'm looking for signs of peak. I'm not looking for signs of we're about to go hot. You know, this is a staging ground. I'm looking for peak. And yesterday, you could argue, wow, the oils reversed and were horrible. And that's not, you know, typically not, not a good pattern. Right. And they're down badly today, down badly. Now, my charitable trust owns Devon. We're up huge on Devin. They reported it from the close. Devin, by the way, is the highest yielding stock in the S&P because they play a special dividend. We're all going to be attuned to this special dividend. If Devin does not go up tomorrow, then I'm going to say that as much as I love Jeff Curry, uh, you got to be a little more circumspect. Really?
1: You're just yeah. a, a tad too bullish on his price target. I think so. You know what else? Look,
2: is? These number call. These numbers are like that. We're going to be Zimbabwe. We're not Zimbabwe. We're not. And by the way, we didn't even talk Bitcoin.
1: We'll save that. Yeah, we're going to get to Bitcoin. By the way, uh, Washington Post has a piece out today that the White House is can, is exploring a gas tax holiday. Yeah, I saw that. Which uh, which Larry Summers no, reportedly so calls gimmicky. That's just desperate. Yeah.
2: Just desperate. I mean, I I look at that and I said, come on. I mean. You know, look, we discourage drilling in a lot of areas of the country. That's Biden versus, uh, look, we know that I think President Trump would want to drill in cemeteries. Sure. Fort Worth. Uh, and then we come out and say, let's gas that holiday. I mean, come on. The only thing that happened yesterday that was really significant was it was the... 31st anniversary of Silence of the Lambs and your series on Twitter. I called Lisa over and I said, this is the most riveting series. And Gene Hackman was going to direct. He was going to direct again.
1: Called. that was chilling. Um, thanks for that shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Fantastic. anniversary to silence little lambs. When we come back, we got a deal and a milestone giving a boost to the chip sector today. Get some details on this Intel deal for tower. Take a look at the pre-market. We got a nice bounce off of those highs uh, as we got some of that eco data. A lot more squawk on the street continues in a minute.
0: Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create.
1: Got some M&A news in the chip sector today. Intel agreeing to acquire Israel's Tower Semi, 53 a share or 5.4 billion in cash as Intel looks to boost manufacturing capacity. Separately, global chip industry sales got past the half trillion dollar mark for the first time. That's according to the Semiconductor Industry Association, says 2021 sales jumped more than 26 percent to about 556 billion. Is the Tower news about any potential regulatory pushback or Intel's M&A history? They all do have
2: <clears throat> every single one of these things now has some regulatory issues because of the way. I mean, remember, if Activision Blizzard is uh, being, abs- <laughs> I, I, let's just say there's a, a critical eye put on it. But I, I, yeah, I got a nice email from Pat uh, Pat Gelsinger just talking about how we've discussed. I discussed back and forth in plans. We need more foundries. This is a very specially technology foundry. I think it's a great asset. Uh, I think this is something that he should be doing, uh, because what you need, obviously, were short foundries. This is one that's available that I've always felt they are brilliant, brilliant people. Uh, the foundry market experience of Tower will help us capture even more of the $100 billion and growing foundry total addressable market. This is, I mean, I, sometimes I'm critical of Pat. I really like this because he needs to accelerate his foundry exposure on everyone's short foundry. This is this is terrific. It also puts him in a lot more than just PCs. He's, you know, he's in a high performance computing. But I just, I know he's got the conference
1: call going on
2: literally right now. But uh, and he'll be on. I, I, I just think, Bravo, Pat. Huh. Bravo, Pat. There's
1: an analyst meeting on Thursday. We'll probably hear even yeah. more then. Um, others say, uh, ah, you got they got so many engineering challenges. You got mobile eye on the one hand. Now this, you're doing more, more portfolio management but you know, one of the things Intel people forget is this gigantic cash cow. It just spews cash.
2: And finally, somebody's doing something with it. Pat is, I mean, look, they made the bad acquisition of Altera. One of the reasons why people don't like the AMD position of Xilinx is they still think that Xilinx is a competitor to Altera. There's much more to Xilinx. But I, no, I, I'm very happy he's done this. And I, the mobile I spin off, I was against because that's the gimmickry. That's the kind of that Wall Street gimmickry. That would be like if Mary Barr said, you know what? I am going to spin off Cruise, and I am going to spin off the uh, my autonomous. No. I mean, we want ICE. You know, it's Adam Jonas' piece there. We want the internal combustion engine to, to support. Right. Be the cash cow. Pat Gelsinger is using his cash cow of regular chips to really try to finally go in the direction of saying we are not just going to compete against AMD. And NVIDIA, by the way, two notes saying that NVIDIA's quarter is going to be great tomorrow. You know, I typically don't like that. Mm. But I do think that NVIDIA could beat and raise, uh, judging by the the reports that I saw today. Uh, It is it's a very exciting time in semis because they are doing a lot more things in semis. And, you know, you can I, I don't know. I mean, I go back and forth all the time with Jim Farley. The semis. I mean, it's one semi. It's this for 39 cents that is blocking <laughs> all the Mavericks. You know, I got a Maverick, yes. which is the cheapest yes. truck in history. Yes. But it has like a two feet bed, actually, four feet. But it, it, took, it took eight months, and it's filled with electricity.
1: I mean, the thing. You, you finally took delivery?
2: I took delivery, and I'll tell you what happened. My wife tried it yesterday, and she, she's going to Delray and she took it. <laughs> Leave me with nothing. Loves it. Loves it. What you know? What can I say? It's a truck that, that you can park in regular spots. Yes. But uh, I do point out that that getting it getting it eight months later is the equivalent of wow. You really got to think ahead. Right. I think anyone who's thinking about buying a car, like it, it's a little different
1: than you thought. If you can afford to wait, I don't know, six months, try
2: Then maybe? You can get it. Yeah. I mean, my wife has one hundred twenty-five thousand miles on her infinity and in a part broke. Well, that's, <laughs> see in September. Yeah. yeah. I was, mean, and it's always just one semi. That's one of the reasons why I, I think that Intel, if they can, uh, you know, Intel, Tech Instruments is trying to put much more foundry together. Everybody wants to, re, you know, everyone's starting to realize this is not a short-term shortage. Not going away. No. Yeah. And I think J-PAL should be heartened that we're going to have more chips, but then disheartened that it takes two years. Yeah.
1: We're going to talk some more MA more broadly as we get some more reports about uh, Monster and Constellation. Of course, uh, Cisco Splunk from over the weekend. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Countdown to the opening bell in just under 10 minutes. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles channel is better and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly.
0: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals
1: Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell.
2: You know, Carl, there's kind of an odd story going around the Constellation, which is Modelo and Corona, uh, wants to buy Monster, which is, by the way, 16% owned by Coca-Cola. Uh, they bought a $2.15 million stake uh, back in uh, 20, 2014. But what's really curious about this and why it may actually make sense, this is Constellation, love to see Monster, too, what makes sense is is that on the conference call, Coca-Cola, coca Cola is talking a lot about energy drinks and they're not talking about Monster. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. Now, Constellation's made a couple of acquisitions. Some people are questionable, which is Ballast Point, which didn't work as a craft beer. And now, of course, they paid a lot for Canopy. Canopy's not doing that well. But Modelo and Corona throw off a huge amount of cash. They clean up the balance sheet. Uh, they, they have a very well-run company. But they'd have to pay extra for this. Now, a lot of different companies, like Coors is doing huge stuff with Coca-Cola. Uh, there are a lot of companies in the beer business that are trying to extend uh, their franchises because the franchise, other than Constellation, doesn't have a lot of growth. This would really change the face of Constellation. If they were Energy Drink and Modelo and Corona, it would really increase their growth profile. Uh, they have the money to do it. But I think that once again, you'd be saying, oh, why, re- why didn't they return that money to shareholders? Right. So let's watch this. Coca-Cola, I think, would be OK with it. I'd love to see Quincy. But Quincy really, James, did such a good conference call. But I don't, he doesn't seem to be interested in Monster at all.
1: Yeah, I wonder, I mean, the do investors want to, look, if I want to buy energy, let me buy energy. If I want to buy spirits, let me buy spirits. Don't make me buy all beverages to everybody. Well, I'll
2: right? tell you, Coors is doing some stuff with Coca Cola. It's very interesting in terms of trying to do spirits. Now, obviously, the category that peaked, in this hard seltzer's peaked. But the T- Topo Chico, by the way, Chipotle's ringing the bell today yep. virtually. They sell so much Topo Chico. Topo Chico in Texas is almost always sold out. And they're adding a, an alcohol component and doing a lot of stuff with Coors. You're right. I mean, and everybody's frantically trying to g- grab new territory. Sure. I want soda, and and uh, and I want salty snacks. I want PepsiCo. Pepsi. And by the way, Ramon Laguardia had a really great quarter, and no one cared.
1: Why not? Yeah, those organic numbers were
2: huge. That was the best quarter reporter when I was away. And I, you know, I didn't want to bother him. I tried to speak to him before. I said, oh, man, I'm on vacation. But he's a delight. And I you know, I am a one-man supporter of that guy, <laughs> I felt. But this one's very interesting. They're going to pay through the nose for it. Uh, but people might like the fact that it's not just beer. Because beer, even their beer, we don't know. Beer is just a flat category. Ha ha.
1: Yeah. yeah. Coming out of COVID, it's going to be tough cops. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll get the opening bell here in a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. Keep your eye on the crypto space today. A lot of green arrows as Bitcoin above 44K is trying to take out the February 9 high.
2: Well, look, I, I, have, uh, I have a lot of cash with, uh, with BlockFit. Okay, that's the one that just got sanctioned. Gary Gensler really against it. Okay, I'm very big sanction. And one of the big sanctions. Why is it? Well, they were taking too much risk, according to the SEC, in order to be able to get the rates. Now, I just got my new rates. So I was getting, uh, I was getting 8.6 in cash. Now I'm kind of getting what you get when you're at a bank. I was getting a huge amount on my, eth- on my Ethereum, 4.5%. Now am I getting, again, like next to nothing. I mean, this thing is now like, I might as well go to Chase Manhattan Bank. It's very interesting because they won, and now they put out a ton of releases saying, yeah, we're great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great and fantastic. I, I, this was like one of the greatest deals of all time. I'm not getting it anymore. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's a good thing for the rest of us.
2: Well, I mean, I, 8.6% on cash. I remember asking Gary Gensler on it when he was on Mad Money, and he said, Jim, you know, basically, it's, 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 it's kind of high. Meaning, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. How? So they're very happy at BlockFi. Uh, block I just wish that I was as happy, given the fact that I was making so much money on my cash and Ethereum that it was just good. I thought it was a store of value. But everyone must read Michael Sembler's piece called The Maltese Falcon, which basically says there isn't anything, about this stuff, whether it be store value, no, whether it be ease of use, no, whether it be hackable, easily hackable, right. whether it should be uh, anything in your portfolio. Well, other than tulips is the way I look. They didn't use the term tools, but multi fabulous movie. Everyone's chasing this one. Uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, sure. Chotsky. Yeah. OK, yeah. and it's worthless and uh, it's an amazing piece. I, I am sure that Michael took a lot of heat for it. But I finished it and I said, oh, my God, maybe I have to dump my Ethereum." Wow.
1: Uh, we, we, we always pay attention to what Sembla says over yes. at J.P. Morgan. By the way, uh, it, ringing the bell remotely this morning is Chipotle celebrating its 3,000th restaurant at the NASDAQ. It's Cell Therapy, Biotech, Arcelix, recent IPO. Um, Chipotle wants 7,000 in North America, and they're what? almost halfway yeah, there.
2: There's plenty of room. Now, Chipotle, of course, they own the restaurants. Uh, One of the things that I love about Chipotle is is that they make as much money on the drive-thru as they do in the in-store. So you can imagine what's going to happen. Now, this stock fell over the $1,500. Uh, It was making a run. It went to 1958 I think that Brian Nichol is extraordinary. Uh, And I think you're getting at a great level. I think people are too worried about inflation at this point. Now, someone can say, "Well, listen, the United States just put all the they just shut down the avocados from Mexico, so there's going to be some story which says they have to use just California avocado." But you know who's hurt by that kind of thing? Little guys, these little taverns, these bars, you know, like little bars in Brooklyn (laughs) that suddenly sound like losing money on my cash cow. Your your avocados. (laughs) Wow, this is yeah. killing me. Yeah. That's it. I, you know, I don't, um, don't, please don't order my guac no, because I, I can't afford
1: it. I, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, by the way, QSR, uh, 74 cents is ahead by 4 cents, revenue ahead. Uh, well, the, the cops in, in, in quick service continue to astound. Hey, yeah.
2: Now, the Yum didn't do as well. I happen to have liked the McDonald's quarter. I don't know why people didn't like it more. I think Minsky, he's doing a good job. Now, we know him, Carl. He is another guy. We've got these guys, Raymond LaGuardia, uh, Chris Kempensky. These are new CEOs. They're like, hey, listen, I'm a team. Please don't even bother to point me out. I, I'm not like that. Now, I, I mean, the previous guy at McDonald's was all about me, me, me. Right. I happen to think that this new kind of CEO is something we're going to have to start talking more about. Don't want to be known as being the face of the company. The workers are the face of the company, particularly since Omicron, where you've got people come to work. Like Kevin Johnson, I tried to point out that what, you know, what he's doing during this period is rather remarkable. He comes back and says it's the people in the green apron. So it's not self-effacement anymore. I thought it was just kind of uh, a, a gimmick, but no. I mean, a lot of people just feel, you know what, my employees come to work every day. Not my employee, the companies. They're my associates. And they are, like, putting their lives on the line to be baristas. Right. So I, I tend to think that there is something to be said that we also have to, you No, know, these are not health care workers. But they come to work for not great wages, and they should be celebrated as much as the CEO. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's going to one every little bit you can do to retain or attract, and whether even that's how you carry yourself is going to is going to matter. And what you
2: give, you're you, you know we're going to we're going to talk to Bank of America soon. What they're doing is extraordinary for employees. I mean, we're getting real differentiation between uh, in, uh, companies in the same industry about what they pay. Uh, it isn't remarkable that Starbucks is the union drives,
1: but you know. It, we're in a different moment, and it's hard to get people. It's a reopening trade day. I mean, even though breadth is yes. broadly positive, it's all airlines and cruise lines at the top. Well, there's, Caesar, there's, a, there's a nice note
2: out. about American Air upgraded. Uh, Marriott's up three. So it couldn't be up more than that. It's taking out its high. I think that's amazing. Uh, but I also think the Marriott people did an incredible job. Just a great quarter. I mean, you know, they're making much more money with far fewer rooms. That's also another theme. Uh, Disney, we didn't get to talk about. The, how much money they're making at theme
1: parks, well, it, totally with far fewer people. Uh, volume and price yes. is almost one of the big dynamics of earnings season overall. Yes, things cost more. Our consumer doesn't care, at they least don't. not yet. No, right? they
2: don't. And uh, Christine McCarthy, one of my favorite, if not my favorite CFO, at one point, these, they keep heckling them. Are you going to make your numbers for, De- for Disney Plus? Can you make your numbers? And she just said, you know, basically, shut up. Shut up, you children. You little children. Who are you? Uh, we're going to make it. And I do think they will. I think Disney's a really, my Chapel Trust owns it. We're going to talk about it today at 1020. I really feel what people are missing is, can you imagine if everybody came back to the park, how much they'd make and now, by the way, this big Disney Plus pushes everywhere. You get out of JFK, and you're bombarded by things that say, "I want to
1: take this product." Yep. yep. Well, look at all, near or all time highs for Cedar Fair, for Sea C- uh, C- yeah. Sea um, You mentioned uh, Disney. We're going to keep our just basically any place. People, people go out. on vacation.
2: People are going out. Uh, I I don't think I think there are a lot of people in our business who just say that and they say uh-oh, people are going out. That's pressure on J-PAL. It's actually the opposite. We have a very good economy, and it's entirely possible that if we get the supply chains under control, and both Pepsi and Coca-Cola will tell you it, it is manageable. They were the first companies that said, you know what, it, we can do this. Uh, it, we need to have more truckers, but people aren't taking the trucking license. Now, when I spoke to Mary Barra, uh, who seems, I think, doing such a good job with Autonomous, it's very clear, and I think they're they're ahead in a lot of ways, autonomous, I know a lot of people feel Tesla's. that you might say to yourself, I don't want to be a driver. Uh, I don't want to be an Uber driver because that job's going to go away. But no one is saying, I don't want to be a truck driver because the big trucks are going away. That's not going to happen. People will come back and start getting licenses again. This is what uh, the Coca-Cola is saying and Pepsi is saying. And I, I just feel like if you just extrapolate this number, you're going to be wrong. Like this, I'm speaking about the hot. Uh, the hot inflation we got this morning. Really hot. I know GM you, is, what's it? Why is that there? Is it because Mary Barr's they, not working fast? They, they
1: had a enough? couple headlines this morning on a resumption of manufacturing of the Bolt. Um, uh, that crossed about 20 minutes ago.
2: I think that stock is too cheap. I think that uh, Mary Barr is doing a remarkable job. Is not getting the respect she deserves. And this is not just because my wife is actually trialing the Hummer.
1: Yeah. Florida. Yeah,
2: she think. says, listen, EV, Hummer, how can you beat that? <laughs> Good, I can get my Maverick back. But I've got to tell you, I think Mary Barra, unsung. I, look, chose not to put a dividend through, okay? Because she wants to spend on autonomous. Well, don't we want the company to spend on autonomous?
0: Yep.
1: Don't we want them to throw everything at it? Well, look at Tesla this and
2: morning. of course, uh, Up almost
1: 4% there.
0: Oh, well,
2: Tesla can do no wrong. we they, got some they, new
1: numbers on, on Elon Musk's passive stake and, and, and the, the number of shares he's
2: given to charity. I, should be recognized. Yep. Times person of the year. uh, They're talking about people are putting out numbers like 1.5 million uh, that's going to produce. I think that people are underestimating how brilliant he is in a conversation he had on his conference call. He said, listen, I can't do the truck because that makes it so I can't do maximum output. And my job is to do maximize output. I'm going to be with Dave Cody this weekend, the former CEO of Honeywell. And he has always said you can't You can do both. You can do long-term and short-term. I I know Musk didn't read the, well, I don't know, maybe he read Dave Cody's book, but I thought that Musk was saying, listen, I can make a lot of money now, and I can make a lot of money later. Don't make me make it so that I don't make money now and just make it later. Uh, Musk is a great business person. He is not just a great thinker. And that decision to hold back on the pickup, I think, was brilliant. Because if he can do 1500000 million, we're going to say, you know what, that that thing deserves to sell where it does. Well, you look at that, green. Where are all those people who told me that right now Putin would be in a tank, not unlike, uh, well, I don't want to make fun of a Democrat who ran for president. Speaking
1: of cars, though, uh, Advanced Auto Parts is down on, I guess, the take is that it's um, a bit of a conservative outlook.
2: Yes. Uh, I actually like that stock very much. Uh, I like that group very much. Uh, And the leader uh, has been AutoZone, which has been, uh, if you take a look at the float, they bought back half of the float. And... uh, it's doing well. It gets up 11 today. Look at that stock. What a monster. Yeah. Um, I think Druckenmiller's mad at me. He's a great guy. Who? S- Stan that I brought up that call. <laughs> He's <laughs> a great guy. I mean, he. I, I just want to apologize to Stan. Well, Not to temper. Because the Panthers
1: are just terrible. I'm glad you brought it up because a lot of the 13Fs, Druckenmiller well, and that's the Chevron.
2: That's what made me think yeah, about it. Chevron. So. Uh, that's Stan's what made me think about it. Chevron's a huge position. You do
1: have um, you have Einhorn renewing his Tesla short. I know. Um, that's uh, and, short-sighted. And, and buying some Intel and DISCA, which was interesting. Well,
2: you know, look, I like what Gelsinger did today, but it's not big enough to make a difference. I think it's interesting the way the oils are coming down. And, and they are saying, look, pieces, you know, someone's giving Peace a
1: chance. Maybe the GM move is related to Appaloosa taking a new stake well, in GM.
2: Okay, so Tepper, remember, he goes in and out. He's such a genius. When you get to, you know, when you're speaking to Tepper, uh, he was bugged, no help for me for fantasy. Is McCaffrey playing this week? McCaffrey. What's the symbol? No, 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 he's a running back. It, it, it's okay. You know? At what point, he asked me for advice. That's Friday. What do you think here with the wide receivers? Come on, Dave. I know you Dave's going to be mad at me. Everybody's <laughs> mad at me. Come on, billionaires. <laughs> Have some. Billionaires should be laughing all the time. Why should a billionaire ever be upset with anybody?
1: I know you're watching uh, for retail sales tomorrow. Um, and the Fed minutes, right? So we got a, yes, couple, Fed minutes, we got oh. a lot of wood to chop before we get oh, to the end of the week. Oh, and we've got these Fed people talking this
2: week, and you know, they don't seem to understand that every single word they say is being parsed.
1: You think Bullard's a cautionary tale this I, week? I
2: thought Bullard was great because he, he made it so that we had the bar changed. But Bullard is not a hot dog. I mean, Bullard is a very serious guy who laid out a very good case and made me feel, okay, good, so now we have the downside, and we maybe have the downside in Ukraine. Well, starting
1: to build some downside in. Of course, Bullard's case was, I hope to convince my colleagues that we need 100 basis points by July. Has he convinced you?
2: I like what he said. There's no ever since that TIFF I had with him where he did that Friday uh, disaster on X, Sirius XM, where it, like, filtered in the market that, like, we need to raise rates. Just, uh, I, I am with Bullard. And I think Bullard— Yeah, I'm with it because, look, even if inflation's peaking, I mean, we got to get on the case. Right. we got to stop buying the bonds. Jay's got to recognize that he's got to at least be prepared that it may not get better, even though I think it is going to get. I think he's going to be right, but it's not temporal. He's going to be right over time. Yeah. But it takes. You, you talked about talk Pat Gelsinger today. He look. He he wants to get it done now. He's got the cash. You cannot make the founder. You cannot get the equipment from uh, from Lam Research. You, you can't. You can't get it from ASML. I mean, it's just there. Just like my wife can't get the part for the Infinity. You can't get the part for the for the capital equipment. Right. So let's just understand that it's. It you need the chips. It's always the chips, and it's always the workers not coming to
1: well, work. Well, so what I'm hearing from you is we got a lot of corporates getting more vertical in the chain, yes. like, uh, like Apple has done and now yes. Intel, apparently, or looking at M&A to, to grow through scale and get synergy and lower overall costs. Provided that so, the government lets so them. So everyone's adapting to the environment. Everybody knows what we're in, and they're right. working on, on fitting in.
2: Exactly right. Now, you take Texas Instruments. Why was this stock downgraded yesterday? Because they said, look, this, it's not like we thought It's going to be a longer-term cycle. We have to spend big every year. They weren't going to spend much at all. This is the recognition at last. Wait a second. The economy's changed, and we are not going to think that it's peak. We're going to think that it's secular growth in a lot of different industries. I agree with that, and I think that that's what Jay's got going for him is that there's a a mind change among the CEOs this quarter, which says, you know what? It's here to stay, and there's a lot of cynics who say (laughs) they're going to be no. They know their business better than we do. Right.
1: I guess the, the bulls, the equity bulls would argue that there'll be a, a net positive surprise down the road. As you said, inflation will moderate. And they're going to be right. You won't need seven hikes. Maybe no. you need four, maybe no, you need five.
2: Exactly right. They're going to be right. And uh, the bears are going to be, I believe, wrong. Only because, man, not, by The man, when you talk to real people about their portfolios, I mean, I was talking to a nurse yesterday and, and I said, when do I come in next? She goes, I I, I I don't know when Snowflake goes higher. I mean, like, typically, like, <laughs> Snow's high. No, Snowflake. I mean, like, like, you know, Snowflake. Wow. I mean, they're asking, I'm waiting
1: for them to talk to be about Dutch Bros. <laughs> You're right. Echoes of uh, prior eras, yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, Where's like, like, my JDS Uniface. Yes,
2: J D. I mean, it used to stand for Just Don't Sell Us, and then it became Just Don't Sue Us.
1: <laughs> uh, tomorrow on Squawk on the Street, uh, don't miss the first on CNBC interview with B of A's Brian Moynihan. That should be so big. That's a big one coming up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Before we go to break, let's take a look at the bond report as well. As you, as we told you earlier, uh, PPI up 9.7 year on year. We were only looking for 9-1, so that ran hot. At the same time, Empire was 31. We were looking for 12. Yeah. Uh, not the combination you want to see the no. 10-year. Uh, still above mm-hmm. 2, though. We'll be right back. Watching Zoetisa this morning, Jim, I know you covered this name, pretty closely. Uh, the guide, not too bad. Uh, EPS, it's that old dynamic of revenue looks good for the year, we might be a bit short on EPS.
2: Yeah, in the end, I, I think that you don't want to go against their long term thesis. They, they, by the way, keep inventing medicines for, uh, for, for dogs and cats, and it, these are cash pay. Uh, their stuff is terrific. Uh, I have Kristen Peck on regularly, uh, and I think she's doing a fabulous job. Uh, if you sell that stock, I think it's a big mistake. The secular theme of pets is just too great. Really coming out of uh, coming out of COVID,
1: Uh, just the 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 number of households
2: that took on ownership and the number of households that doubled the pets is incredible. So I don't fight that stock. Just don't fight it. It's it's expensive stock. I know, but I really like it. Yeah. Uh,
1: As for Otis, um, analyst meeting, they do reiterate their twenty two guide. See revenue up one to five. uh, Earnings uh, Kager up ten. Uh, we've been pay- paying attention to develop. Actually, Marriott's got a headline right now about the number of rooms. The growth in new construction has been impacted by COVID. So,
2: you know, it's like- going to be, be more and cha- more, and more yep. challenging. Now, Otis, that's Trudy Marks, Philadelphia zone. They have a guy named James Kramer, by the way, as an executive. He's not me. I mean, I got a lot to do. But I will tell you this. She's buying back stock. She's cleaned up the balance sheet. They're taking share in China. The service revenue is amazing. They got mid-single-digit growth in a lot of things. 2%, uh, 2% share take. Remarkable job. Come down 7% for the year. No. She's done, she's way too good for that. Now, that's a spin off Ray, Raytheon uh, United Technologies. But I think people have to watch Judy Marks. Because isn't what you want is you want nice organic growth, you want a buyback, and you've got a balance sheet that's better, and she's not getting the credit for what I regard as being a, a tremendous business in China that has not been dinged at all by all the problems in China. And by the way, I, was, I did pushback with her. I said, well, how about the, all these construction companies that seem Sir? bogus? And she said, Jim. Safety does not take a vacation, basically, is what she's saying in China. So I really love what she's doing. I think that stock, I know it's got a 24 multiple. People think it's too the high the multiple is too high. But it's, it's got to be considered as one of your classic industrials right now. And I think that she's a, a, a go-getter in the way of getting – she goes on the road making sales all the time. And, uh, but, again, uh, really does hail her – Tremendous associates. That's a good company.
1: right? Overall, hanging on to some of the opening gains, uh, there there does remain this ongoing discussion that until the VIX again falls below twenty, I'm, nothing's an all clear. You go along with that. Well,
2: I do think that uh, a lot of my friends are saying, Jim, you need a big washout. You're going to have one more big surprise before things go up. Uh, I come back and say, okay, that may be, but is the surprise not a Marriott? I mean, you know, you want a downside surprise, so. What you would do is you would say, you know, what, America's not coming back after uh, COVID. The Fed's going to raise rate. Let's short Marriott. Well, that was wrong.
1: Uh, Marriott now even talking about potential uh, uh, capital returns. <laughs> yeah, that may be part of the conversation <laughs> later in the year.
2: You know, yeah. can, look, I think Marriott is, is a tremendous tremendous company. But I do want to mention that Arnie Sorensen, yeah. now Tony Capion is the CEO. He's great. But Arnie Sorensen gave him a good hand. Uh, Later on, Sorensen, one of the great American executives, not talked about, ridiculous. I mean, you know, we're in a weird society, Carl. You have real heroes like Sorensen. Instead, we always talk about
1: is the bumps. Uh, Arnie was, uh, yeah, we miss him. He's a great man. I
2: remember him coming to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. He had had to have a device to make it because he had terrible cancer. He was undeterred, smile, cheerful, loved his company great, uh, uh, just an all-around great guy. And instead, we talk about the bums in Washington.
1: How about the heroes and companies? Well, uh, he's, uh, he has missed. Uh, obviously, his spirit is his legacy at Marriott's not forgotten. By the way, a reminder this morning, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club uh, with Kramer. Sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club, or as always, use the QR code on the screen as the Dow pretty steady open here up 357 and the S&P holding 4452. Let's get to Jim and stop yeah, trading.
2: One of my best picks for uh, the club, and this is obviously all covered in the 10-20 meeting um, for the investing club, is Wells Fargo. We've been in for a long ever since Charlie Sharp basically came in there. Deutsche Bank says, catalyst buy. Been four years since the asset cap was put on, since the Fed has really, really came down on him. Uh, suspected suspect that perhaps that's going to uh, be moved and therefore they can do more lending. Now, you don't own Wells Fargo for this. You own Wells Fargo because Charlie Sharp has reinvented the bank. But we may uh, have to check in with, Brian Moynihan tomorrow about whether Brian Moynihan is one step ahead of everybody at Bank of America the technology spend. It's something I monitor very close with him. And uh, he's a joy, by the way, Brian, because he's paying people more. I like that. I-, I don't know. He's done so much for charity. If I don't mention it, I feel bad. In the same way that Elon Musk, uh, let's that's a huge amount. Five million
1: shares is a lot. It's a lot. Um, On Wells, though, uh, the one reason that a lot of the sell side likes it is because of the expense levers that they still have. They still have
2: because it was so, uh, look, I don't want to say it was poorly run. I'm saying it was run inefficient. And Charlie is one of the most efficient people ever. I was with Charlie uh, right before the pandemic three years ago, uh, two years ago. Um, And I don't know, I said something that was moderately not smart. And I found out he schooled me (laughs) in a way that, I mean, I. My wife said, geezy, how much does he hate you? I said, no, no, that's Charlie. Charlie doesn't, you know. Suffer fools. (laughs) McCarthy, you know, who's now uh, at Peloton. Yes. And Charlie are the two, I don't want to call them mean, horrible, tough. I want to say that they're difficult.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we haven't really talked a lot of Peloton in the last couple of days. No, how come? It has settled down a bit. Although he did talk to the FT and tried to cool down the case for an imminent sale. Yes.
2: Well, look, I... We can't you know, buy things on earnings. Buy yeah. things on earnings. Yeah. And by the way, I feel the same way about Monster. Don't buy Monster if you think the earnings will be bad because everybody's in that business. That's one of the reasons why Coca-Cola's not so interested. But McCarthy wants to run a I mean, come on. Foley, John Foley's Foley a real nice guy. I told that to David yesterday. He's a nice guy. Uh, Foley? How, do you think anyone can get mad when you say they're nice? Um, yeah, when you say it, they know what you Now, mean. Pat Gelsinger is nice and he took action. <laughs>
1: We're going to talk a lot more about Intel uh, and this deal for Tower. We'll see you later, Jim. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
0: If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime you don't have to hide how you feel